Well, welcome back to the Zeitcast, everybody. I am in the home this morning of my dear friend, Mark Lowry, where I've been hanging out for the last few days. Uh, I scared Uncle Mark last night by being out late on the scooters. Yeah. <laughs> Make sure we're not destroyed. Yeah. Uh, he went out on the scooters and went to a movie, and then uh, and I go to bed at 10. Yeah. I you know, since I've semi-retired yes i go to bed at 10 and i love that i'd get up at six or seven and have all that quiet time which i love what do you do when you get up that early well first thing is turn on the tv okay and see what the world is doing Mm. and then turn off the tv and maybe listen to one of your books or listen Mm. to baxter kruger or brad scherzak Mm. And, uh, but I don't have a set thing to do. I, I, just, I like getting up early. I love that even when you talk about semi-retirement, and of course, Mark and I talk about this a lot, and I really should say, uh, and I tell people all this time, not only become one of my dearest friends, I mean, you're like family to me and treat me like family. I mean, this is like, this feels like a second home. I love coming here. I love that you feel that way. Oh, I do. There's such a sense of, of peace here. And I always tell people, you know, because I'm thinking about the fact, I know we've done podcasts before, but a lot of people... Are you know who are listening to Zeitcast might not have heard some of those before. So right. if you don't know, I mean, Mark was like, you know, I, I heard Mark in concert for the first time in like oh around 1987, uh, and then that was a little before, I guess, or around the time you joined the Gaither Vocal Band. So it's so wild the way all this has worked out. But talking about your semi-retirement, you know, just thinking about the fact that. Because like last fall, when we got to spend a few days together and I was out on the road with you and being on the tour bus and going to the different stops, I mean, clearly like the demand is still there. People love you. And I think for a lot of folks, um, there's got to be this idea that so long as you could keep doing that, why would you not? What, so what, uh, what made you feel like it was time to hit the pause button? Well, several things. I don't have, you know, for me to come up with a new story, I've got to break a leg, <laughs> have a dysfunctional childhood, because all my stories are about those types of things, you yeah. know, Van Wreck in 1978, where I broke 11 bones, that yeah. turned into a 20-minute routine called Pivot on Your Good Foot, uh-huh. that some people might remember. The Motorcycle Wreck, uh, that was, these are all true stories. I've never been able to sit down and just make up a story. Mm. <clears throat> so... And also, I think you got to know when it's time to slow down, yeah. you know, when you let someone else take it up, take mm. up the range. You know, you've had your 15 minutes. Mm. Let someone else do it. But I mean, and I'm tired of traveling. I, mean, mm. I don't want to ever get on a tour bus again, well, ever. And um, and I think the way I know it's time to move on is God puts his thumb on my heart mm. and I get very bored. Yeah. And when I left the Gaithers the first time. Uh, after 13 years, I just couldn't hear the music anymore. Mm. And I'd sit up there and smile like I was really hearing it. And I thought, I'm a fake. Mm. So I said, I got to quit. So I quit. Went away for seven years uh, doing solo stuff. I quit the vocal band. I didn't quit doing solo stuff. But now it's time to regroup, rethink, either come up with new stories or or not or retire. I can, mm. thankfully. Yeah. You know, I had a manager years ago who said, man, you better save your money because mm. this is not going to last. Mm. It never does. Yeah. And you don't want to be a burden when mm. you get old to people. Mm. And that's my one of my 
pet fears is that I would be a burden to anybody, mm-hmm. you know? So I've saved my money and tried to make sure I can get to the grave without being a burden. Yeah. Well, That's the goal. Well, far from being a burden, I feel like you're the most generous person that I know. And I think you care so well for so many people. I do hope that I don't want you to have more trauma to get new material, to be sure. Like, <laughs> no, more, I, more accidents. More, I say, like, can I please have some new material that doesn't hurt? Right, yes. <laughs> yeah. What, um, since you have been taking the time off, like, what, what's that felt like for you? I mean, is that, has it been good? Well, you know, everybody thought I'd get bored. I'm not. Mm. I'm doing Mondays with Mark, uh, which is fun. I yeah. can do it in my living room. I mean, my bedroom slash office was oh, in that other room. I do that. And uh, then I can do, you know, okay, I, I, you know, if Gaither want, you know, I'll fly out and maybe do something for fun, mm-hmm. you know, so far. I don't know. I just in the, I'm in the in-between stages of like, okay, this, I paused when I was 40. Mm. I paused when I was 60. Mm. Maybe I'll pause again when I'm 80. Mm. Hopefully, because, you know, you think about it, I'm 61 now. Yeah. If I have 30 years, I'll be so fortunate. Thirty years. I mean, you know, you remember where you were thirty years ago? <laughs> I can tell you exactly where I was thirty years ago, and it seems like yesterday. Mm. And now, I'm looking at the next thirty, and I will die within the next thirty because our people do. Mm. Eighty six is what you get around our Lowry family, then you kill over. Okay, which is perfect. <laughs> uh, Daddy's outrun that. He's eighty eight now. Mm. But um, anyway, so I'm thinking about. Uh, you know, I don't want to be out there too long. I think yeah. you can stay at the fair too long mm. and people get really bored with you. Mm. Well, I can't imagine people ever getting bored with you. You're the least boring person that I know. But I do. one of the things I love about you and that I've seen like in this, it doesn't surprise me that you're not bored because I feel like, I don't know, just spiritually, intellectually, it's one of the things I so appreciate about you. I feel like you're always, you're always restless. I mean, I feel like even in terms of your relationship with Jesus and a couple months ago, Coming with me to do, uh, Mark was with me. I did an event called Watered Wine for our friend Brian Zond. But I just, that's one of the things I think that's so sweet about seeing how you use this time is like there's so much reading and learning and growing. Like you're never, you really are never sitting still in that way. Well, no, but I wouldn't be if I'd never traveled. Yeah. You know, that has, yeah. that's just a byproduct. And I am not my tour, I am not mm. my image. I am not, I mean, I am. I don't mm. think I've put forth a net, uh, false image yeah i mean what you see on stage is pretty much it yeah but um but it's a calmer version Mm. you know you can't be on when you hit that when your foot touches that stage that mouth has got to run for an hour and a half sure non-stop yeah and you're the only one talking yeah but if you did that in real life right would you have any friends no that's so true (laughs) i I know comedians Who cannot turn it off. Yeah, yeah. And I know I, preachers like that too. I avoid them like the plague. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, golly, I'm not, I don't want to, mm-hmm. I don't want to have to think that hard. Right. Now, yeah. I love humor that is just happens in the moment. Yeah. Like all of my friends, you've met them. Uh, Bubba, Dina, Colleen. Oh. I mean, especially Bubba and Dina. They're yes. the, two of the funniest humans I've so ever met. Funny. And it flows. Yes. It's not like yes. they're trying to be. Right. It's not like they're working on material. Mm-hmm. It's just they are. Mm-hmm. And that is so much fun. Oh, they are hilarious, and y'all are hilarious together. Like I we, love hanging out with you guys as a group. We have a it's a long term group too. That's awesome. We've been friends for thirty and forty years. That's amazing. It's a core group, mm-hmm. and uh, everybody's single. Some have been married, some, but now mm-hmm. you know, not you don't have to be single. Sure. But just end up, you know, I don't know. And it's great. We love it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't change anything. Mm-hmm. 
what you were saying though about like comedians who do that and then like you have to be on all the time. I really have known so many preachers that way and I'm so afraid of being that guy, you know, that's like, that's like always on. I just, that sounds like such terrible. Well, if they're always on with some (laughs) new insight on God, man, I'm all for it. I don't care who you are. Sure. I was thinking what we would talk about today because he asked me to do this podcast. I said, well, I've done two or three with you. I don't have anything new to talk about. Mm. But you know what? Um, Some of the, Fun things I've discovered uh, through the years, like, or even time in the time off of uh, about God is is that He just is nicer than I ever dreamed. Yeah. All right, here's something wonderful you might want to know. John 12, mm-hmm. when he goes from John 12 into John 13, I love it where Jesus is telling Peter, "You'll deny me in the morning, mm-hmm. but don't let that throw you." Do you know mm-hmm. that's what it when it's let not your heart be troubled? Yeah. Right before that, he said, you'll deny me in the morning three mm. times. And then they changed. The King James boys must have cut up the scripture there because he's still talking. Jesus oh, wow. was. And he said, but don't let that throw you. Oh, well. Don't let your failure throw mm. you. That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Oh, that's so I learned great. that from Stan Mitchell mm. when he was uh, preaching over at Christ Church. Mm. And I love here learning stuff like that. I've yeah. never seen that before, and it's yeah. right there. If they hadn't divided those chapters, we'd have seen Jesus was right. still talking. Hey, Peter, in the morning, you're going to deny me three times mm. before the rooster crows, but don't let that trouble your heart. Oh, that's so good. Don't let it. Don't. And, the, and the, uh, Eugene Peterson's, Peterson says in the Message Bible, don't let that throw you. Mm. You oh, believe in gorgeous. God, believe also in me. So that's yeah. powerful. And then I was reading one time, I just love stuff like this, but I was reading in my back porch about uh, that blind guy who got healed by Jesus. Mm. And he comes back, and of course all the deacons are upset because he was healed on Saturday. Mm. And so he gets called before the board, and you all know the story. But at the end of the story, when he's finally kicked out of church or synagogue or what they called it, I'd think of it as church for me, because people have been kicked out of church. Yeah. It says, and when Jesus heard they had kicked him out, he came to him. Mm. Jesus might never have shown up had he not heard they kicked him out. Wow. Jesus had already healed him, but the guy didn't see him. Yeah. And they say, where is this Jesus? I don't know. I barely got a glimpse of him. He was blind all the way to the pool of Bethsaida. He ne- mm. uh, pool of Shalom or yeah. Shalom or yeah. whatever it is. He never saw Jesus. Mm. He comes back. He's drilled by the board of elders and then finally he says, what, do you want to become his disciple too? He asked them. Mm. That ticked him off. So they kick him out. And Jesus heard. And then Jesus comes to him and says, do you believe on the Son of Man? He said, oh, show him to me that I might believe. And mm. Jesus says, don't you recognize my voice? Mm. And he starts worshiping Jesus. So think about it. Here's a guy mm. who was kicked out of church. And then Jesus showed up. And how would you like to have been led to Jesus by Jesus? Wow. How cool is that? That's amazing. That would never have happened had they not kicked him out. So if you've Mm. ever been kicked out of church, thank God Jesus Mm. is on his way. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. That's beautiful. I like it. Mm. And that popped out at me. Mm. You know, that Bible's alive. Yes. And it's still moving and it's still teaching and it's still changing. It's not changing, but it's revealing. Yeah. More and more how good and kind and vast and deep and long the love of God is. And you can't escape it. 
Yes. He is in you already. Mm-hmm. That little still mm-hmm. small voice you hear, in that, his name is Jesus. Absolutely. He's in all of us because John 1 says we can't, our atoms would fly apart yeah. if it weren't for Christ. He holds all things together. That's right. And he's in all things. Even if you don't believe in him, that voice inside of you is him mm-hmm. talking to you. Oh, it's so good. And if you just need to know, that's who it is and get to know him. And it's amazing because mm-hmm. he's worth knowing. This is one of the things, Mark, I always tell people about you is that I don't know anybody who has a more just childlike and that never seems to move at all, like wonder and adoration for Jesus in this way that always seems so fresh. Like you're always captivated by Jesus stories. You're always still talking about Jesus stories. But I mean, what's not to love about him? What's not to love? He's amazing. Mm. And the more I get to know him, I used to be afraid of him. Or I used to think, okay, the father's really ticked at me. Yes. But Jesus came between me and the Father. My mama told me this. Yeah. Took my beating on the cross. Mm. And I've also now discovered that God did not hold the hammer. Yeah. It was me who held the hammer. Mm -hmm. God did not nail his. Mm -hmm. You know how awful it would be if everybody thought you killed your son? Mm. And God Mm. has allowed us to believe that. Yeah. The Father has allowed us to teach that. Yeah. He was in Christ yes, reconciling right. the world that's right. to himself. The father was hanging on that cross too. Mm-hmm. He was there. Mm-hmm. He didn't turn his back. What's that? We have one scripture that says God can't look on sin. This is yeah. something else I've learned that's this year. Right. There's one scripture in Habakkuk. You yeah. Know, where is it? Somewhere back It's taken out of context and it's half of a verse. It's yeah. half of a verse. Yeah. You, mm-hmm. Where the prophet is looking at God and said, you can't look on sin. Yes. And then he goes, right Then right. the second half of the verse says, so why do you? So why do you, yeah. And so if mm-hmm. God can't look on sin, then yeah. Jesus was not God. Yeah, that's right. Because where he looked, we were sinners. Absolutely. We were there. He's Absolutely. eating with us, loving on us. Eyeball to eyeball, that's eyeball right. Eyeball to eyeball. God mm-hmm. has no, he's not scared of your sin. Mm. What, your sin's so big and bad, yes. God can't look on it. Yes. He loves you and all of your sin, yes. and he's going to redeem it all and just sit back and relax and watch him do it. Mm. As much as, and I know that's a journey we've both been on, it's like <laughs> it's been so important, is this idea that that God is in Christ, reconciling the world to himself. And um, just that Jesus is the full revelation of God. Jesus says, if you've seen me, you have seen the Father. But it never hit me like that until when we were in the car the other day and you said it that way, like how how sad it is. It's almost like God's been slandered oh, in I've, that way. I've apologized you to know? him. I've wept mm. in my shower begging God. Not begging. I was saying how sorry I am mm. that I ever dreamed you killed your son. Mm. That I ever thought that. Yeah. It wasn't God who did it. It was me. Mm-hmm. It was you. Mm-hmm. It was the humans that nailed him to the cross, like we did every other prophet that came. But the difference is he got up three days later. He went to hell, cleaned it all out, pulled everybody out with him, and Mm. he's coming back with them, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Mm. I like the way this is all playing out. I do, too. This is wonderful. Because this is, I I think, what's really happening in your soul. And I I think it's electrifying because it's funny because in one way it seems like it's, it's it's a tweak but at least, like in another way, like for me, this right here has changed the whole game. It has changed that idea everything. That God the Father didn't hold the hammer. That changes everything. Everything. It changes everything. Puts the blame where it should be. Yes. On me. Yes. On you and the humankind. And and it do not blame the Father. He's Father, Son, Holy Spirit. They've been working from the beginning. Mm-hmm. 
to get us home. Mm-hmm. We left. He didn't leave. Yeah. So it's part. You know, part of what I think is so troubling about all that now that I can see that I couldn't have seen before is that if you if you think that way that like God killed Jesus and it's more like well you know you know there was some kind of mechanical legal loophole and the only way God could forgive us is if he killed his son then it's interesting how I think like that informs how you live in so many areas of your life because it's like well whatever it takes to get the job done if God has to use death and murder to get you know it's just such a it's such an unhealthy way to think about God because it creates this idea that the means don't matter, you know? And the means always matter to, to God. Like the path was always love. Well, he the, said, come, let's reason together. Yes. He is a reasonable God. Yes. And if you wouldn't nail your kid to the cross, yeah. I mean, what makes you think you would? I mean, you being evil know mm-hmm. how to give good gifts, Jesus said. Mm-hmm. How much more? Yes. So I, if I'm wrong, I apologize to God for being wrong, but I just don't think he did it. No, no. No, I don't either. And what's so wonderful about it is then like when the cross is now no longer some sort of legal necessity, because we see, you know, like in the Old Testament, God was already forgiving sin. Jesus forgives sins even before he's crucified. Then we're able to see the cross as like this, you know, this gratuitous act of love. Like it's like God, God, who even in the face of us spitting on him, in the face of us despising him, there's no extent to which God will not go in order to get to us. Yeah, Father, forgive them. We don't need a judge. We need a doctor. That's right. We were infected with sin and we got to, we need a doctor. A judge can't heal you, but a doctor can. And Jesus is the great physician. And I look at the cross now as major surgery on mm. my sin. Mm. You know, he excised it. Then he didn't just do that. He went to hell and cleaned that out too. Absolutely. And that, Mark, <laughs> that right there, that's so that's so crucial. That's been a huge shift for me too because I think like, and I know there is some language, Romans in particular, Paul uses legal language to talk about sin and courtroom language. But I really am convinced at this point in scripture, in the main, the majority of the time, sin really is spoken of more as a sin to be healed than some sort of legal thing to be forgiven. So when you think about that, like a sickness to be healed, that what we need is not for the record to be straightened out so much. It's like, no, we need to be... We need resurrection. Restore resurrection, yes. We need complete newness. Yes. And he said he's making all things new. Mm-hmm. So let's let him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Mark, I don't want to take up too much of your time because if like already in retirement mode like i feel like i was pulling teeth a little bit to get you to do this so i appreciate well, i don't feel like i have anything new to say yet so. well, well but all of this though is 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 crucial and revelatory and i think and i'm you know it's interesting too because i feel like it's part of such a broader shift i see in the body of christ around the world is that so many people are waking up to oh, this i hope i'm not the only one i believe it because wouldn't that be horrible it, that then you're be crazy horrible. yeah that's true that's true if, if god isn't waking up everybody and what is really convincing me of this is this brad jerzak yeah. because he's gone back to the church fathers yes. the church fathers who, who would go to john yeah. who lived 70 years after the church john who wrote the book of john mm-hmm. and he was could see where the church was going and all right. these church fathers who never were apostles would go to him yes. to learn and then they would write books now they yes. weren't canonized but Charles Swindoll didn't canonize, but he writes good books. Right. <laughs> and these people had 
yeah. access to John yes. who walked with Jesus and yes. they believed he's making all things new. That's right. That's right. When did we get off track? Yeah. I'm done. Oh, that's so good. All things new. And the fact that you mentioned Brad, of course, Brad was just on the podcast a few weeks ago. It makes me feel like, cause I, I know how we both love this. Probably a good place to make a plug for the gospel in chairs. Yes. Because <laughs> I think everybody needs to see the gospel in the chairs. The gospel in chairs. What's the version with Brad that's so great? It's like it's on the church in Denver or something. It's on YouTube. I don't know, but I like the one I found, I can't I, I landed on is an hour and four minutes. Okay. He says there's one that's thirty minutes. I see. But I can't help but keep watching that one. Yeah. Because oh, that's so the one good. that first got my attention and it's the gospel in chairs. Mm-hmm. By Brad Jerzak or Brian Zahn. Yeah, Brian Zahn also has a they, wonderful version of it. They worked it out. And, mm-hmm. and it's, uh, it, in fact, they didn't come up with it. It was yeah. some Eastern Orthodox somebody. Eastern Orthodox priest. Then they kind of tweaked it and revised it and put their own yeah. kind of spin on it. But yeah. And I'm telling you, I dare you to watch it. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like, because one of those things, like to see it, you can't unsee it. Uh-uh, you know, like uh-uh. the, that gets, that, that worm starts crawling yeah. through your brain and like you're, you're when done. When you see <laughs> how good God is, how mm. crazy he is about you. Yes. Out of his ever loving mind. Like any parent would be, any healthy parent. Look yeah. at a healthy parent. You've got a broken image of God's love mm-hmm. towards us, but it's an image. Mm-hmm. And multiply that by infinity. Yeah. And you'll see, he, sometimes I'm reading that Old Testament, and I think he sounds like a mad Jewish mother. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. The way he talks. But yeah. it's the passion. The passion. The passion. That's right. He is yes. a mad Jewish yes. mother. Yes. If he has to be. He's oh, neither male beautiful. nor female anyway. Right, right. So uh, he has feminine traits. And yeah. I love that about God. I yes. love that God is just out of his mind over us. Yes. And I Jesus hope, weeping over Jerusalem, I've longed to yeah. gather you like the hen gathers her chicks, yeah. you know, like that's all of very that. feminine. Very much so. So that's all I have to say. Uh, well, Mark, it's so good. But I, I tell you, I really do believe this is the Reformation, you know, like in the same way, you know, there's the idea that every 500 years or so we're in need of Reformation. I think, you know, the Protestant Reformation was one thing and there's something good about that. Some things not so good. But I really do believe right now the Reformation is around the character of God the goodness of God. I think the trick from there, and there's a lot of tension around this, but I think it's a good kind of tension, is trying to figure out how to work out the implications of that. Like if we really believe that God is good, if we really do believe that God is fully revealed in Jesus, right. then how do we work that out now with everything else? We'll but I think that, it, I that revelation demands that we do something with it. And that's what I feel like is happening yeah. right now everywhere I go, anybody I mean. That's the reason I probably needed a year off to rethink everything. Not everything. I mean, what it is, y'all, it's making Jesus more lovely Mm, and and more incredible. And it's making me fall in love with him more Mm. and not be ashamed to say it. I mean, I I used to be kind of embarrassed that I love Jesus. I don't know. That was something we just didn't say a lot. Mm. But now it's hard not to. Yeah. Because he's so lovely. Yes. Well, my friend, that is one of the things I most appreciate about you and our friendship. And that, because I feel like this is an incredible thing to say about somebody is that you make me love Jesus more, and being around you makes me love Jesus more. Oh, so, my gosh, I love that. Thank That's you the for nicest that. thing you could ever say to me. Well, it's so true. It really is true. And I hope you guys have been encouraged today. These are the kind of conversations we have all the time. This is what I really wanted to do because yeah. this is stuff we really do talk about. Like, all, this is what all we do. The time. So, uh, and I do, I believe like to come to believe that God is fully revealed in Christ changes Absolutely. everything. So y'all feel I mean, free to run I with like that. I like what Brad said. <laughs> Jesus is 
everything the father had to say about himself. Yes. And I think that's the quote. That's it. But if yeah. you want to know what the father looks like, look at Jesus. That's right. He is, when you've seen him, you've seen it all. That's right. That's right. The, the full revelation, not part, like everything. It's yes. all there in Jesus. The prophets got a little bit right, a little bit yep. wrong, but boy, Jesus showed up and said, love your enemies. That's right. And we've been working on that ever since. That's right. But <laughs> I still always laugh at this though. It's like how we took all the things in scripture that are the most obscure and we acted like they were plain. So like in the churches I grew up in, we knew the Antichrist was. The book of Revelation, oh, we got that worked out. But then we'd get to like, you know, bless your enemies. Like, now, you know, if you do a crossword puzzle in Greek, it may not really be saying that because you can't really love your enemies. I know. You know I'm saying? I was told that the other day, but he said Jesus didn't mean that because you can't. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I thought, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> or I have like it, I won't even David because I'm not trying to be that way, but a famous study Bible, one of the like classic ones, that if you read the footnotes, the fine print, basically says, oh, the Sermon on the Mount is intended for like the millennial reign or something like that. Like, in other words, no one can really live this. Okay. <laughs> Foundational teachings of Jesus. But it's it just goes to show, I feel like over and over again, like the, like the things that are the most clear like the Jesus way really is demanding in that sense, but just not in the way that we thought. It's not like random rules and legalism, but to live in that spirit of Father, forgive them for they know not what they're doing, blessing your enemies. Well, yeah, like it takes that, grace. It does. It does. That's constant. Well, well, thank you for this time for my friend. And thank you for letting me be here. This has been an amazing couple of days. I've had the best possible time. Good. I've loved it. It's been you. so good. Well, thank you guys for joining. As always, uh, since we are fairly new, uh, rating, liking, reviewing is super helpful. Sharing, uh, especially so. And if you want to help make this possible so we can keep this going five days a week, this very ambitious project. It really is starting to feel like uh, somebody said on Twitter today, kind of like a theological version of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. Like, oh, now we're in Mark Lowry's house. It is this great. But you can support. Uh, there's a link to Patreon via JonathanMartinWords.com. So thank you so much for being with us, and I will see you guys on Monday.